1: Get your Unreasonable Doubt podcast gear online. Find the link in this episode description that you're listening to now on this episode, or check it out on my social media accounts in the bios. Is that what those are called? On my profiles? Anyways, t shirts, sweatshirts, hooded sweatshirts, long sleeve t shirts, a bowling shirt, all with the Unreasonable Doubt logo. Buy the stuff. Here's the episode. Charlie Brown? He's doing the chop, baby! Oh no! What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it.
0: Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball,
1: starts now. I feel tense. <laughs> I feel, let me feel my shoulder. Ooh, quite a bit of soreness in the shoulders. Neck, oh, oh, kind of tight. Was that the Coliseum today? Hello from the Dire Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode seven, Rhode Island. Follow me on Instagram at unreasonable doubt WV, Twitter, tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt, Facebook, you know, Facebook page for unreasonable doubt. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Unreasonable doubt WV at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email. West Virginia wins their seventh game out of seven tries. And it was a doozy. It was a tight one. West Virginia gets revenge from the casino loss last year in Connecticut versus Rhode Island to defeat the Rams 86-81. 11-point lead at the halftime. It got tight. I'll talk about Rhode Island and random thoughts, a couple of their guys. But West Virginia is able to overcome. And as with the other wins, there there was a team effort. But I'm looking at two major guys for this game. 1A and 1B. I'll start with Derek Culver. Not in the doghouse, Derek Culver. He did not start, but he came in in the first half and started getting points. The jump hook was working. And he had a career high today. 25 points. 11 rebounds. At one point, he was so winded from scoring points that he didn't. His, his man got ahead of him. Rhode Island got it to him, and Gabe fouled him before he could make the shot. And Derek Culver, before the timeout, went over to Gabe and, in an act of kindness and, and thanks for helping me out, he gave his, his teammate a hug. And it was the cutest thing I saw all day. It was the Q scale was high for Derek Culver, in addition to a career high in scoring. Very good game. And his free throws. He went to the line seven times. He made seven free throws, which is unbelievable. I mean, I'll stop saying it's unbelievable. <laughs> I guess I need to start believing it. If this is how he's gonna do it, then it becomes believable, right? So Derek Culver, great game. 1A or 1B, however you want to put it, Jermaine Haley. Jermaine Haley makes a lot of shots. (laughs) When he's shooting the ball, he feels like he's going to score, and he does, which is amazing. And today he had 18 points. He was 7 of 9 shooting, 5 rebounds. And two major plays for him in the second half. First of all, WVU, not a great offensive possession. Ball goes out of bounds, one second left on the shot clock. Matthews throws it in to Haley. Haley, fade away 27 footer, swish, as the buzzer goes off for West Virginia to go up 70 to 64. I watched the replay when I got home at AT&T Sportsnet. Pittsburgh, they missed it live. <laughs> Which is very unfortunate that one of the major shots of the game wasn't caught because they were in between replays or I think they just had a camera on Emmett Matthews throwing the ball out and you couldn't even see what was happening. You saw the shot in the air. But that's unfortunate, AT&T Sports Pittsburgh. Huh? I mean, I, I have no idea what goes into making a television broadcast. So I'm I'm spoiled when I'm saying this, but you blew it. Okay. So that was a big play for Haley. Only three he attempted. Fade away three, swish. The other big play, West Virginia was up 82 81, 34 seconds left. Huggins calls a play for Haley. Like uh the guy dribbling is on one side of the floor. Everybody else is on the other side, including Haley. He's going to that side with most of the guys, then comes back around, gets the ball close to the basket. A couple of head fakes. The ball goes in. West Virginia goes up 84 81 and is able to hold on for the victory. So those two guys getting it done. Oscar, in this on game, off game, you know, every other game, he's doing a double double and killing guys. This time, He did on his off game. He almost has a double double. He scores five in a row at a key point in the second half when it was tied 60 to 60. He was getting in ones, getting rebounds, was not very productive in the first half. Big second half for Oscar in his off game. I told you Culver didn't start, Gabe did in his place, and Gabe really energetic on the defensive end. He had a couple of nice moves on the offensive end. One of those offensive moves is not shooting the ball from the elbow. Uh, I'm not restricting you, Gabe. First of all, I'm restricting you from shooting a three-pointer. So absolutely, this is my first one of these this year in a very successful season. Gabe, don't shoot a three. But based on today's game... Uh, I'm considering limiting you from shooting from from the foul line extended and passed, because one time Gabe shot from (laughs) poor Gabe with love and respect. Gabe shot from the elbow and it hit the backboard with a thud. Okay, like it was like like he was throwing slime against a flat surface. It was that rough. But in the start with Oscar, I'm telling you. Gabe works well with Oscar. Gabe works well with Culver. He had four assists today, I believe. So he's getting it done. Just shooting privileges. Be more like Jermaine Haley. Gabe. When Derek Culver was interviewed after the game because of that career high thing, he said that him and Oscar and Gabe are the three-headed dragon. <laughs> They're like the three-headed dragon, which is... That's a good thing, right? Uh, A three headed dragon only has four legs. Anyway, I know what Culver's saying. A a dragon, regardless of how many heads they have, is very powerful. And to that point, I agree. But West Virginia picks up this win. They're still undefeated. Listen, before the season, had no idea, and nobody knows how the new guys are going to contribute. But we're getting contributions. Deuce in a in a quote unquote quiet game made a big shot late in the game. Uh Huggins has him out there for extended period because of his defense. He's very in control for a freshman. Gabe's making contributions. He's he's newly eligible. Oscar is every other game awesome, and he was awesome today in his off game. Taz Sherman. Uh, he made a shot today, still struggling. Shot Robot did the almost impossible. He The setting for Shot Robot was, was set to bank a corner three. Anyways, you get the idea. The new guys are contributing more this season than the new guys were last season. Okay? But also, not knowing that, for this team to be successful, guys have to make jumps from one year to the next. And I've got a big list of of jumps here. Talked about Derek Culver's free throw shooting. Last year, he shot 59% from the free throw line. So far, he's 32 of 38 from the line. He's good for 84%. So much so that when WVU was shot technical free throws, I was kind of bummed that they didn't put Derek Culver on the line. And so that's a testament to him Improving his free throw shooting. And it's amazing. A guy that's shooting close to the rim and getting fouled. One game last year, he shot at like over 20 free throws. So he, if he's making 19 of 20, then the guy's going to be... That's that's hard to stop. Okay? So that's amazing. Best Derek Culver game this year was today. Uh, Emmett Matthews from the three-point line... Emmett Matthews, haven't mentioned him yet. Scored a lot in the first half, making threes. He was two of three from the three point line. Emmett Matthews so far this season, 12 of 25 for three. So last year he shot 24% from the three point line. He made 14 for the entire season. Game seven, he's made 12 and he's shooting 48% for th- from three. So, we can't bank on that to, to continue, but it's not bad. Seven games in, Jermaine Haley, I told you, he when he shoots, he feels like he's going to make it. He wasn't a slouch last year. He made 51% of his shots. Seven games into the season, Jermaine Haley is shooting 68% from the field. That's like an Andre Drummond, uh, like a Shaq field goal percentage. 68 percent it's incredible and he's a six-eight guard but he's getting shots close to the basket he's not forcing anything he's not he's not shooting shots he can't make so much so that he's almost making all of them that's amazing seven out of ten shots from the free throw line on average is is pretty good so to do that as a guard <laughs> is is amazing and a jump Brandon Napper. He only played a few minutes today, but this is a big jump. He last year he averaged one point six turnovers a game. This year so far in his, and it's a little bit less minutes per game. It's only zero point two turnovers a game for Brandon Napper. That's a major improvement. So, given all those, that's how you get a, a recipe for seven and zero. And I love it. I also need a massage. Okay. <laughs> I need somebody to rub my neck and shoulders. All right. But also West Virginia 7-0. and And it's great. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. You know Dyer Prime. They're a family-owned company. They're a full-service graphic shop. You need a design. They can help you with that design. And then put that design on over 1 million different promotional products. Do not confuse Dire Prime with other similar-sounding companies out there. For example, there's a company out there called Dyer Crime. The only comparison you have with them and Dire Prime is that Dire Crime is a family-owned company. Unfortunately, their business is crime. Don't go with them. Go with Dire Prime. Call or text them to find out more 304 767 4445. Find them on the web at direprime.com. D Y E R P R I M E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at direprime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Let's talk about. The show stealer on the other team. This little guy, this five foot 10 guy, he looked, he's listed as 165. That's if he has <laughs> two rolls of quarters in each pocket, he's 165. Littlest guy on the court, and he was killing it today. Much respect to Fats. I, I don't know, was his last name? I guess he has a last name. He should only be called fats and it's fats with two T's because of course it is <laughs> and whatever he, he could put three T's on it. Two A's. He could go P H A T T S. However he wants to do it. Cause that guy was getting it done today. At the beginning of the game, I'm watching and McCabe's guarding him and he's kind of quiet at the beginning. I'm like, Oh, you know, their leading score, he hadn't scored yet. All of a sudden, he's got 10 by half. And then in the second half, 22 points. He made almost all of his threes. I looked at the box score. It said he missed nine times. And I don't believe that. <laughs> it's weird that the five foot 10 guy, my wife is telling me, nobody can guard that guy. And to her credit, it was very difficult today. McCabe. Couldn't guard him. McBride. Deuce. One of the best defensive players on the team. He had his moments against Fats. But Fats also got him. uh, On both sides. Then Huggins put Haley on him. (laughs) Put the 6'8 guy on the 5'10 guy. And he got to him a little bit. But also, uh, I wouldn't say he was 100% effective. Much respect to Fats with a 32 point game in the Coliseum and uh, very infuriating, and quieted the crowd almost every time he had the ball. So, five foot 10 guy, impressive. Now, one other guy stood out for Rhode Island, okay? And I don't know his name. His number was 12. And this gentleman, okay. Let me tell you how old I am back in the nineties. Michigan had this team called the fab five. Okay. And those guys stood out number one, fashion wise, Well, number one, because there was five freshmen starting in a, on a team and did really well. They got to the final game. Okay. And they did it two years in a row. Now, Fashion-wise, they wore black socks and they had a baggy shorts. And not to say that shorts were short before these guys, but baggy, like almost below the knee. They were flowing. Okay. Think of the dog show like the the dogs with the with the big coats and how they're kind of they have volume as they're going and these people have blow-dried the heck out of the fur shorts were moving like a Newfoundland Newfoundland's fur, okay? <laughs> like that dog that looks like a mop, the walking mop. That's what shorts were like in the 90s. 20 years later, Number 12 happens, and it's the complete opposite of the Fab Five. This guy's shorts were were so short and so tight. From afar, it looked uncomfortable. Like, he got the short end of the stick like, all right, guys, we didn't pack enough shorts, okay? I can stitch some shorts together. I'm going to eyeball it. I've already done it. It's it's not even a small. It's Let's go extra small in these shorts. So everybody gather around. I've already cut up straws. We need to draw straws to who gets these shorts. And number poor number 12, he got the short straw. That's what's in my mind. But what I think he's doing here is he actually wants his shorts, to be that short and tight and uncomfortable. One person in the crowd said, nice speedo. One student yelled out to the guy, (laughs) pull your dress down. (laughs) And to number 12's credit, he heard that and smiled. So he was a good sport about it, but... What both people were saying in a in a fan-to-opposite-team-player way is, hey, man, what's up with those shorts? And it came back to bite him because I think his shorts were so uncomfortable that it got him bothered. So later in the game, late in the second half, he's guarding Oscar, unfortunately, He gets called for a foul. It's one of those, that foul is called. I don't know if it's a foul or not, but that foul is called. And he was very mad, said inappropriate language, and got a technical foul. Now, he could have been mad because he thought that wasn't a foul. The other angle, and this is a conspiracy angle, is that he got a technical because his shorts were too tight. You watch it, you be the judge. I mean, short shorts are back. I get it. um, But short shorts are like Magic Johnson in the early 90s shorts. John Stockton, known for wearing short shorts. Isaiah Thomas in the 80s. Short shorts, okay? But I never looked at those guys and thought, man, he looks uncomfortable. There was some volume, so we weren't... It wasn't volume like (laughs) the walking mop dog, but they weren't tight. Give a little bit, just a tiny bit of looseness, regardless of the length. And if you don't do that, you're going to be mad at the end of the game and get a technical foul on you. Possibly. Or I made all that up. What I did make up is the guy wore shorts that were way too tight and way too short. One man's opinion. Final thoughts coming up. Permanti Brothers is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Permanti Brothers, your college game day headquarters. Huge screens, huge deals, and way better than sitting on your couch. Download the Permanti Brothers app and score big all season long. All you need to do is download the app, scan your receipt and you'll start earning points with each dollar you spend towards free food and awesome deals. Primanti Brothers, your go-to brothers on game day and every day. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Speaking of jumps, I had a personal jump at this game. I called my Sean, I said I was bringing t-shirts and stickers. So last year I did that the two games and had zero interactions with anybody that knew anything about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, you know? This is a this is a hobby. This year, this season, I talked to one stranger. So that's a 100% improvement from last year. So shout out to Cass. Uh, Gave Cass a t-shirt and a a sticker. Shook his hand. Uh, We had a good conversation. Really appreciated the nice words, Cass. It really meant a lot. And so I'm going to be back at the Coliseum at least once. Maybe I'll talk to another stranger next time. personal growth. Now, did I leave a handful of stickers and a t-shirt on a random table in the Coliseum? You bet I did, okay? Because that's what I do, all right? But I also talk to a stranger, so that's a win, huh? Anyways, speaking of giveaways, more to come the podcast, so stay tuned in for giveaways. Giveaways are fun, right? Next, I don't know. I like them. Next up for WVU is a true road game. An old Big East matchup. West Virginia plays St. John's next, and they play them in Madison Square Garden. So last year, West Virginia played at Madison Square Garden against Florida. That... Made me feel really bad. It was one of the saddest games of the season at that point. There were sadder games to come. So hopefully, not a sad experience at Madison Square Garden. Playing St. John's Saturday, December 7th. The game will be on Fox Sports 1. The game is at noon. Chris Mullen used to be the coach. You know Chris Mullen. Dream Team Chris Mullen. He got... Out of the picture at the end of last season. And so St. John's picked up head coach Mike Anderson. And his teams like to press. You remember Press Virginia, right? We don't do that anymore. Mike Anderson, that's what that guy does. Full court, man to man. I haven't watched any St. John's games. I'm assuming he's doing that with St. John's. I looked up Mike Anderson's coaching record because I think Mike Anderson's a good coach. This is his 18th season coaching. And I looked. He, he was at UAB. He was at Arkansas. He was at Missouri. West Virginia played Missouri in one of their NCAA tournament runs against Mike Anderson. 18th season. So the other 17 seasons, he has not had a losing record. Not one losing season. He broke 500 one time at Arkansas, but no losing records. Which is, uh I would consider that uh, that you're a good coach. All right, if you haven't had any losing seasons, Bob Huggins, who should be in the Hall of Fame, has had three of those. Mike Anderson, zero. So. This is going to be tough. Another good matchup. Let's see how the Mountaineers do on the road against a good head coach. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Or just listen on whichever one you want to. Apple Podcasts is a popular one. Check this podcast out out there. You could go to TuneIn. You could go to Spotify. You could go to PodBeam. You can also listen to this on a little thing called Castbox. Wherever you listen. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars. Leave a review. Again, one of those three things. I'll be indebted to you. Maximum appreciation towards people that do those things. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2019-2020 season. Seven wins, zero losses.